Hey, hey, Grandma, what big teeth you have. Hey, Grandma, you, you know what? Fuck this. We all know the story of Little Red Riding Hood, and we get a lot of parallels uh, to that story this week on Shonen and Suds as we cover Jinro the Wolf Brigade. Cody, what big beers you got? <laughs> What's going on, man? Actually, no beers this week, Chris. I got. I tr- I'm treating myself, uh, and we'll, but we'll get that to that here in a, just a second. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you're, you're uh, you've, you're actually busy. So, um, I mean, you don't sound that echoey, but I feel like it's going to be different because, uh, Cody, you're actually, you actually got big things happening this week. Yeah, we are. We've been packing and moving and painting, and we're moving into a new house. So, um. It has been quite the, uh, quite the experience these last three days. Just non. Oh, so it's been going on the last three days. Okay. Yeah, we had to go in. The uh, the previous resident left like some junk, just you know, some, oh, just some small that. stuff. Nothing really. Oh, well, except for like one seven thousand pound entertainment center. Fuck, uh, I hate that. But they also did a horrendous paint job. Like the worst. It was like blue and like brownish green and like. Ooh. Not like a good blue. It was like not a good blue. Um, so we had to, oh. pretty much had to paint the entire house. Um, and yeah, it's just been a work in progress. But we are we're down to our last few carfuls of stuff to take over, and then we're done here. Mm. So if I sound a little echoey, um, I'll just have to bear with it this week. It'll be better next week. Uh, we're just because you're literally sitting in an empty room, aren't you? Yeah, I got a chair and like a a suitcase is what my laptop is currently <laughs> sitting on. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're we're moving. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a good move. I'm excited for it, and uh, I'm just ready to be done with it, man. <laughs> oh, I hear you. Moving sucks, and I'm one of those friends, Cody. I there's an unwritten rule amongst me and my friends. I will never ask you to help me move. Don't you dare ask me to help you move. <laughs> an unwritten rule. I just don't do that shit. I barely want to move my own shit. Yeah, I want to help it. You want to help it your own risk. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's just like, nope, 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 nope. And it's it's a, it's a rule, just a rule. So don't ask me. I will not ask you. Now, the only the only exception I will make a small exception is if they're like, hey, can you please just come help me move this one thing? It's a couch. It's just one thing, <laughs> and I make it very very clear that it's this one thing that will help you with this one. Thing. And I reiterate it like a hundred times during the conversation. And even when I show up, it's like, I'm here to move this one thing, this couch, this one single couch, <laughs> yeah, one see, couch. I'm the opposite. I kind of want to avoid the one item. Cause usually it's like the one dresser. Like my, my dresser is dude. Oh. the drawers don't come out. It's like solid, like, Oh fuck. It's a fucking oak tree. Cherry oak. I don't know what it is. It is the worst. It's a great looking dresser. It's just getting it to where it needs to be is, a nightmare. Oh. oh, fuck that. It just sounds like my back hurts just listening to you describe this dresser. Dresser, because I know the type. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's, it's like a family heirloom, probably. And it's been like, it's just, it, you know, back then, things were made. It, it's not no Ikea bullshit. No, like, this thing is rock solid. That, that's the worst part is it's actually like new. I got it like in 2016. And they still make those? And it still would. I'm like, why? And like, you, you know, I get everybody, and we're kind of rambling here, but bear with us. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you get everybody that comes up and they're like, oh no, the drawers pop out. And it's like, buddy, I've been moving this thing for five years. I, I, I'm pretty sure I know that the drawers don't come out. 
It's okay. I put my clothes into this thing every day <laughs> for the last five years. I've moved three times since I got it. I, I know. I've tried oh, every time. Um, but yeah, so Damn. we're just moving. Uh, we're pretty much done, though. Uh, I got some some knickknacks and uh, my PS5, of course. That's like you know, my baby. You know, I, I, t I, don't, I don't leave home without that thing. So. That's right. You buckle that thing into your front seat when you leave with it. Yeah, and I would have done the podcast from the new house, but uh, we won't have Wi-Fi set up until tomorrow, so. Yeah, and then that's what I figured. So, I mean, I definitely appreciate you taking a break to do no this. We were, I was actually kind of worried that we were going to have to do the old, hey, sorry, we're going to be a little bit late this week kind of situation. But uh, not on Shonen and Suds, my guy. We, we don't make those apology messages here. That's right. Yeah, we, we definitely don't. And it's, you know, I got to, you know, kind of sneak away from moving stuff to do the podcast. I was like, hey, I got to do this podcast here in like five minutes, guys. So. Fucking love like, it. Oh, yeah, no big deal. I'm like, <laughs> oh, love the understanding. <laughs> <laughs> fucking sucker! I'm just watching porn up here. Uh, but with all that, with all that aside, I am Cody Snodgrass, and I am Chris Adams. And once again, welcome to episode 49 of Shonen and Suds. Cody, we're almost at the big five zero. We're almost almost at the Ulysses Grant. We're almost there, man. Yeah, Chris. And with all those great things, we're almost back to seven deadly sins. Oh, oh, but that's okay though, because um, you know, after after Cannon Busters, you know, we've got a couple of good ones here. Um, you know, last week we got to do Promise Neverland, um, and this week we're here with another good one. Um, of course, I'm talking about the 1999 um political thriller, Genro the Wolf Brigade, Cody. And this is the first time you've seen this, right? Yep. Yeah, this is my first time so, watching it. It's been on my watch list for a while, for probably mm -hmm. since you first nominated it, like. On one of our very early movie pools, um, so mm -hmm. finally able to watch so, that. So, so what'd you think overall? Like, I mean, again, this is another one from, you know, we're talking a damn near over twenty-year-old anime here. Um, you know, this. I mean, you were just a wee tyke when this came out. So, like, I, I, I always enjoy being able to share some of these older ones. Um, that you know, a lot of times, you know, because like ninety-eight to like two thousand two was a good time for anime in America, man. Like, a lot of really good shit was coming out. And this one was no exception. Like, and I remember, I still remember the poster. Um, it's not the one you see on the Wikipedia page, but it's similar. It's, like, jet black, and it's a close-up of the uh, the Capitol Police mask. So it's very, like, intimidating. And it's just like, holy shit, what is this? Um, and that's actually what made me pick it up. I didn't know anything about it back then. It was one of the... Um, um, I remember when it came out on DVD, I want to say it was like, um, fuck, man. It was, um, 2000, it might've been like 2000, 2001, I think is when it came out. Cause I remember buying the DVD. It was like one of the first, like five DVDs I bought. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was definitely early, so, 2000, like early, early. 2000. When it, this when was it, another one that, when it would have came out. Mm-hmm. And this is another one, Cody. I didn't pre-order it at Suncoast, but I sure as hell bought it at Suncoast. <laughs> oh, oh, Suncoast. Is that still standing, or is it gone, Chris? I, I, there, it might, it, it might be like roses or something, right? Like, there's just like one. It's, it's like Blockbuster. There's one like in Alaska somewhere or some yeah. shit. Yeah, I don't know, but you, um, you miss those stores, but then you realize how convenient it is to just have a click of a button. I, I don't have to put on pants to. <laughs> cut on netflix or whatever or the dark or the dark side of the internet you know what i mean <laughs> absolutely yeah 
But yeah. But, I, but anyway, like I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, overall I really did like it. It's definitely a movie if you've only watched it once, I highly suggest watching it a second time. One hundred percent. Watch it at least twice. It, it's, I mean, you could even rewatch the the end opening five minutes of that, like the narrator talking. Because um, mm-hmm. like, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but our scene opens up on like a a big narration. It's kind of it's a little top heavy to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but you definitely get the you you see the scope that this is not just this story. There's definitely a lot more going on in this quote unquote like alternate nineteen fifties universe. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I thought the animation for the time was really good. I thought the voice acting was great. Um, the it was mo- almost like mocap style, right? Like it was that kind of mm-hmm. new age anime where like it looks like like the animation's very fluid and it looks like real people. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And I, even like the like the music was good. I like the little like mm-hmm. the little like I guess it's like a techno beat that plays at the very beginning when they first like mm-hmm. when you first see like the rioters out there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, overall I liked it. Uh, definitely just give it a second watch for sure. Um, yeah, it's, and it's a, it's a slow burn. Like, not, I mean, it's damn near a two-hour movie, but, like, there's a lot happening. Yeah, not that you shouldn't watch all these shows twice, you know, except for our few our few gripey ones. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> this one I definitely mm-hmm. suggest watching twice. Um, but, Chris, with all Absolutely. that all that being said, I don't know about you, but I am parched. Yeah, I need I need to know, Cody. I need to know. You said you you know you you threw me for a loop. You said you're not drinking beer this week. Um, you said earlier that you had to go get some ice. So you got to be drinking. You're either drinking a wine cooler, um, or something on the hard side, Cody. I need to know, and the people at home need to know what you're drinking. Well, Chris, I I don't got a crack. This is the first week I don't think I've had a crack. Um, let's see oh, if I can. Man. You shake the ice around a little bit. Let me pour some of this. I got some American honey, Chris. Oh, I, oh, I heard it tinkling over the ice. That's a good sound. Yeah, I, I filled that baby up nice and high. I bought two pints of this, Chris, because this is what I do. Oh, fuck. When Anytime you move, I don't know how this started. Probably when I moved out of my second apartment. Mm-hmm. We kind of just had two-fifths of American honey, and we kind of were just, me and my buddy OZ at the time, we were just slamming them. The whole time mm-hmm. while, like, you know, undoing screws and taking apart dressers and bed sets. Bad idea. Oh, man. And then we drove to U-Haul and got the U-Haul. Yeah, we, we don't sponsor uh, drinking and driving here on Shonen and Sets. Uh, disclaimer. <laughs> um, but my goodness, Chris. And you want like, I don't know what it is about American Honey, but it gives you super strength. <laughs> so, like, you can just... Like that 500-pound dresser. Gives you gorilla strength. That 500-pound dresser. I got to shake this up so it might be a little loud, but... That's all right. But it gives you super strength for sure. Um, and it makes the move go so much quicker. Like, I remember we woke up the next morning. We're like, how did we do all this? Like, we, everything was in tip-top <laughs> shape. The bed was put back together. Like, all our beds were put back together. Everything was good. Um, Damn. But yeah, so that's how our American Honey is like our celebratory, you know, moving drink. Became a thing. And uh, hadn't had any There's the first nothing. two days. We've been drinking Trulies and Mike's Hards and oh. everything else. But now it's time for the good stuff. You know, so no, well, no shit, man. No crack this week from me. But uh, I am I am great, Chris. <laughs> I I am enjoying this. And uh, what what about you though? What are you drinking? Well, don't worry, Cody. I got the crack cup. There it is. I appreciate. It. Not a problem. Uh, and Cody, it's, it's kind of funny. I'm actually taking a page out of your book this week. Uh, I kept, you know, we're, we're watching a, a simple movie for a simple time. 
I'm enjoying myself just a simple beer. Cody, I have got the St. Louis special. I'm just sipping on an ice-cold Bud Light this week. I was worried you were going to say Budweiser. I was like, don't be a Budweiser. Oh, be a no. Bud Light. No, just a classic. Just a classic little buddy. Love that. Mm, that's probably, right. Me too. Yeah, I probably got to grab... I got a couple... I got I could have grabbed a couple Natty Lights out of the fridge, but you know, <sighs> I wanted to treat myself today. Well, you've earned it. Three, three long days of moving... You know, you got to treat yourself to something that's going to put some hair on your knuckles. <laughs> I'm a big fan of American honey, by the way. Like, I think, like, American honey, the, that's, because that's the, that's the, is that the Jack Daniels one, or is that the Jim Beam one? It is Jim Beam, because Jack Daniels is Tennessee honey. I believe you're right. Let me look at the bottle. No, it's wild turkey. Is that? Wild turkey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they're like a. If they're part of Jim Beam or anything, I don't. I honestly tell you what, though, straight up wild turkey will put fucking hair on your knuckles too. That's Dude, the wild turkey. So it burns so bad going down. Regular oh, ass wild turkey. Oh yeah, American American honey is like baby whiskey. <laughs> like this is. Oh, it is. This is nothing. Um, but it, it it's dangerous. It's so good. It was mm-hmm. great with lim. Oh, and I'm drinking it with lemonade, of course. Oh. Of course you are. That's kind of. Of just course the, you are. The mix I choose to go with. Um. Yeah, man, absolutely. Great. Very refreshing. It's been a humid day because it's been raining on and off. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mother Nature doesn't know what she wants to do with us, so it is uh, absolutely. But this is very refreshing, and I'm glad to sit down and you know just have a break and talk about Jinro. Absolutely, and you know you kind of you you let in with the word dangerous. Let's go ahead on a scale of one to Darkwing Duck. Let's get dangerous, Cody. Because we're going to cover the action political thriller Jinro. Now, just a real quick tale of the tape here. Uh, this movie was released um, actually first in France, uh, November 17th, 1999. Ooh, the Bud Light burps right off the bat. And then in Japan, uh, that that's uh, summer of 2000. Um, it's actually part of a much larger uh, narrative. Um, it's actually written by uh, Mamoru Oshi, I guess, uh, Mamoru Oshi, who actually has written this massive, massive, like, saga, because um, Genro is actually just a piece of this Kerberos. Uh, 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 it's basically Cerberus, essentially, but it's spelled and done differently. Uh, it's part of that saga, and it's part of the manga. It's, this, the movie's actually based on the Kerberos, uh, Kerberos, Kerberos. I'm, I'm, I'm having another Cody. I'm having another uh, agency uh, crisis here. I don't know what it is. I can't say. It's like, uh, fuck. I don't remember what it is now. Kerberos, Kerberos, Kerberos. Cerberus. Thank you. <laughs> I exactly. Like, I like Cerberus. Should have named it Cerberus. Look, now I'm just trying to figure out what was the other one. What was the one I was having trouble with? Um, that I still have trouble with. Uh, Shiei Hisaikai. Yes, is. yes, the Shiei Hisaikai. Yeah, <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> the Yakuza. Every time well, you say is... it, you like you like breathe in and like slightly say it. Like, like Shiei. <laughs> and this is Kerberos. Like, you gotta you gotta ask it. You don't say it. You gotta ask it. Kerberos. <laughs> I'm such a fucking gringo. But anyway, um, it's based on uh the manga called uh Kerberos Panzer Cop. Um, and obviously when you think Panzer, you think of a tank, you think cop, you clearly think cop. So we're looking at heavily armored police officers here. And, um, 
so it's a part of a larger narrative that I want to say started back in like this the mid eighties with like radio shows and there's magazines and mangas and movies. Like this is this is a large narrative that they've put a large world that they've put together here. So Cody, with that being said, let's go ahead and dive in. Like you said, the, the beginning of this movie is pretty top heavy. The movie itself, this world it, you know, you, and you touched on it a little bit earlier. It's set in an alternate history. Um, we're we're dropped right into post World War II Japan. Um, when I say post World War II, we're talking. There's been a few years. Um, I want to say in this world too that like, it's it's not Germany actually bombed Japan, not the United States, and Germany actually ended up winning World War II. And it goes back to a lot of that stuff, Cody. I'm a big history buff, and the more you dig in, the more you realize that holy fuck, they were so close to winning World War II. Like, like there were several opera, several times where it was like, oh man, had this gone wrong for us, I don't know what kind of world we'd be living in. Yeah, just little things that it was just like, holy shit, we got so lucky. How did that happen? And and that's why you know alternate World War II shows, but it, it's such a very powerful divergent point to you know build off of, um, you know, very similar to like something like Man in the High Castle or uh, United States of Japan, which are two of my absolute favorite books. Um, but anyway, I could go on a tangent about that all day long. But um, so we're dropped into uh, a rebuilding Japan. It's very similar to how. Um, how kind of how like Germany was post World War One? You've got it, it, you know, the economies in shambles. You've got people jockeying for power. I mean, there's just a lot of a recovery effort happening here, um, and you're introduced to different government agencies. Uh, kind of the big one being the Capitol Police, which are the the um, these are the guys that wear like the armor. If you ever played Killzone, uh, the um, I forget what they're called. Um, Is it Shadowfall or something like that? No, I'm trying to think of like the um, the, the 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 people the the they're the one they, they're the ones that live in outer space and they wear the mask because they because I'm trying to remember what their they name can't is. breathe. Like the it began with a. Yeah, it began with a K. I keep wanting to say Kill Rathy, but that's from, like, fucking Wing <laughs> Commander, so I'm not even close. Yeah, I can't actually remember the name, but this is clearly where they drew the inspiration. Yes. So, like, very intimidating, heavily armored. I mean, they're talking, they're carrying guns with, like, the the this, the bullet, like, 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 Rambo popping out of the swamp. So, and these are the guys, and these have kind of really kept peace um, throughout... Um, I guess throughout the recovery effort in Japan, um, so we're and when the mo- when and again the there's a narrator kind of bringing you up to speed, um, and then we're dropped right into basically Cody just a riot taking place uh, with the um, with not the Capitol Police but like the regular like peacekeeping your your everyday beat cops, and I guess I'm trying to think of what they're. Um, basically just protesting quality of life and like fascism and, you know, you know, t- typical, typical things that, you know, a, a very repressed society will be, um, protesting. But Cody, things get very heated very quickly. Cause they, um, these got these protesters are loaded up with like, m- like these really gnarly Molotov cocktails and they just start tossing them. 
at these fucking cops. Oh yeah, this is a very very like violent ensued riot. Um and it's mostly because I don't I, I'm pretty sure you went over it just briefly at least. Um but it's like mm-hmm. I guess they wanted to like rapidly build back up the economy and it caused like they caused like people to like the you know your regular average joes just to kind of suffer. Uh, it caused the cities yep. to turn into like slums and unemployment all-time mm-hmm. low, you know, just like all all of the worst things that could happen to the to the little guys was happening and like the government's like, "Well, you know, they they're having their their tea parties and stuff. That everything's good for them." Oh yeah. Um very 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 typical, very cautionary oh. as far as what you see in a lot of you know modern societies and governments or what you've seen, you know, I mean history <laughs> even though this is an alternate history, there's, you know, it draws inspiration from real events. You oh, know I, what I mean? Absolutely. And then, so basically, like, there's also, like, you, you see, like, the like there's anarchy. Like, you got these people rising up against the military, and the military makes another mm-hmm. force. And then everybody who's kind of revolting, they basically join together, form the sect. And it's kind of, mm-hmm. that's where we come in, pretty much. It's like the sect versus, I can't remember the official the, the name. Cap- like you've got the Capitol Police, and then you've got the um. There's another um government organization um, like like the the there's like a public um like a public security division. So you've got like public security, the Capitol Police, basically like two branches of the government like fighting, jockeying for power essentially. Yeah, and of course they got to deal with the sect fighting back and revolting because they think they can force change. <laughs> Which, you Absolutely. Know, you know, I there's definitely you know there's two like you know there's two sides of that coin. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, we kind of pick up right in the middle of this this giant riot that's been doing, and like you said, they're throwing these Molotovs that are like I can't remember what the what what else they got in them. They're not, it's not just your your standard Molotov cocktail. These are these are causes. He's got damage. some he's got some stank on him. Right. And um, while this riot's going on, we're actually following. Um, you know, we kind of get a perspective from this young woman uh, wearing like a red hood. There's our first. Um, you know, there's our first um, reference to little. <laughs> that's right, to little Red Riding Hood here, and um, and you see her. Basically, she she's basically meeting up with members of the sect, and she's carrying. She's almost like a courier they they hand her this bag um and tell her hey we got those things your granny wanted um and so she takes the bag and i guess she starts heading off towards the um i guess towards you know i guess wherever because the riots the riots are happening on a many different fronts um and you hear police communication they're like oh man they're getting overwhelmed here so they got to pull people from over here to go over there um but what's really cool is the sect is actually doing a lot of their moving around. They're moving. They're using the sewer system under the city to really transport their wares and um, and all and things like that. And um, we see. I, I want to say that um, after the Molotovs start going off, the the police kind of have this moment where they're like, "All right, fuck this." And they just start charging the rioters, and they start beating the shit out of them. Yeah, because one of their officers actually like gets lit, oh, he gets burnt lit, up, lit yeah. ablaze. Yeah, and they, you know that kind of ticks them off. So then, yeah, they oh, yeah, they, they break out the billy clubs and they're just beating asses. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, while this is all going on, you see like she passes it off to another guy. Um, mm-hmm. 
Are, and then does he throw it? Does he throw the package? Uh, yeah, he yes, he does. He actually throws it like into the um, into the um, into the group of police officers, and that's actually what lights the guy up. Okay, I couldn't remember if he got yeah. lit up first or if. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, because and like the the explosion's huge, and it like stops everything, and everybody fucking scatters. Um, and this is where. She meets up with some. She finds her way back down into the sewers, where and that's. That, I mean, that's where they all run when shit goes haywire. They all work their way back to their little sections, but they all end up going through the sewers. And um, so what ends up happening here while they're working their way, um, because she's actually going to get the next uh, another package while she's going through the sewers, and Cody. While they're uh, while the sect is maneuvering in the sewers, they have they get uh, they get interrupted. We we got some serious company here, Cody. Yeah, Chris, we got Killzone showing up in the sewers. <laughs> oh boy, yeah, they are here. And yeah. um, yeah, and I think they catch wind of it through some communication, and they they kind of tell mm-hmm. her they're like, "Hey, go back this way. Don't come mm-hmm. down this way." Like they know shit's about to hit the fan. Um, oh yeah. And unfortunately, like she's trying to hide through all the, you know, the different sewer pipes and anywhere she can hide to get away from these guys because she sees them pass by, and they're like they're like we said they're decked out fully armored, Gatling guns, they got the whole nine. They're big. They're like big people. I mean, these are full. These are these are grown ass men, Cody. That hit and fight like grown ass men. Yep. <clears throat> and, and um, uh, it is it is a very one sided affair, Chris. <laughs> Yep, because they uh, they catch up with some of the people in the sewers, and they get, I mean, it's pretty gruesome. Um, they get turned into Swiss cheese real fucking quick. Like, because, oh, yeah. again, like, they've got the, they are, they are so outgunned by uh, the Capitol Police that it's just, like, one guy just, like, just guns them all down. Yeah, and God like... forbid you got five of them in the room and they start shooting, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, and they, like... I love how they don't even care about wasting bullets because they'll they'll shoot the water for ten seconds before they hit a body, and then they'll shoot the body like well beyond uh, what a normal person could withstand. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they are there are no fucks given here, that's for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like she hears all this going on, all the commotion, mm-hmm. and she's basically just you know trying to escape. Like, okay, maybe we can't get the next you know package for Granny or however they put it. Um, Yep. But while she's trying to escape, Chris, we meet our. We meet, we, she runs into another one of these Panzer cops. Yeah, because she's actually got um, she's got the the bomb and she's trying to run away, but she actually ends up getting boxed in and she comes face to face with another member of the Capitol Police here, and like the rest of them start to show up and they're like, "Dude, shoot her!" But he hesitates. Yeah, and he and he, she she starts like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I, I interrupted." Oh, no, 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 you and I are going to say the same thing. She starts, like, pulling on, like, this little string in the satchel, and I'm just like, oh, my God, we know what's getting ready to happen. Yeah, and you can tell he's definitely very, like, uh, human, for lack of a better term, because he's like, why? Why are you, like, mm-hmm. he's questioning, like, you know, she could just surrender, and then maybe, like, maybe she won't get, you know, sprayed down or blow up from this mm-hmm. suicide bomb. Um, so you definitely can tell there's some humanity behind him. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, he uh, oh, absolutely. She pulls the cord, Chris, and luckily for him, he's got a buddy and like a cop, another fellow Panzer cop behind him, and he kind of like, you know, oh yeah, yanks him to the ground. Uh, unfortunately, they like both s- snaps him out of it. Whatever the fuck was going on in his head, he just kind of snaps him out of it. Yeah, they hit, and then they hit the deck, and 
Boom. Yeah, uh, and she uh, she is very much dead. This girl <laughs> that we this girl that we've been following basically since the beginning of the movie, she is very very dead. Dude, I thought this was our main character. I was like, this is, <laughs> oh, I was like, okay, no. so this is the main character. They snap you out of that shit very quickly, don't they? Yeah. Ten fifteen minutes in, it's like, okay, bad. Nope. <laughs> All right. Um, yep. Yeah, pretty. Uh, it it definitely you can tell it takes a toll on our 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 soldier our Panzer cop buddy here. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely, course, it does. Of course, we get to find out his name is Suzuki uh, Fuse. Fuse. Yeah, Fuse. Uh, yeah, Fuse is how they. Pretty much what they refer. To. Um, and of yep. course, like when this bomb goes off, you see like the like like the lights go out everywhere. You know, it it mm-hmm. causes quite quite a quite a problem. Um, and we find out kind of more the next day. Like we see like the repercussions of like because he didn't shoot this girl like. Like we we find out like he's gonna you know he's gotta pay the consequences for that because he 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 fucked up pretty much. Cause Absolutely. It was, it was these Panzer cops job um to you know to prevent that from happening. Because it caused destruction up top too like uh on the actual like surface not just down in oh, the yeah. sewers. But... Oh yeah, like th- this bomb was a it was a big deal. It that caused like blackouts, and it was just—it was not a good look for our for our society here for this to happen today. Yeah, because then it's just going to cause you know more rioting, more you know it's <laughs> the trickle down effect is like crazy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but also too, um, this is where we also we get more because it goes it cuts to the next day, and our man Fuse is actually still alive. Um. We kept, we go back to the headquarters of the organization he belongs to. They call, they're calling the Capitol Police, but they're called um, uh, Kerberos, which basically it, it's it. The flag even has like the three-headed dog on it, so it's it's pretty much Cerberus, right? Yeah, let's just call it Cerberus from now from for here on out. You know. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they actually um so. So Fuse is actually blamed for the incident, which oh, clearly it's his fault because he had the shot, he didn't take it. You know, very classic, you know, troubled hero trope here. Um, and they go ahead and they um and they send him. They're like, oh, we're gonna go ahead and send him back for retraining. And you know, I mean, he's lucky to be alive. So I mean, you know, and it, you see him like training. He's clearly, clearly something's not right in his head right now. Like he's definitely not in the best headspace and. Oh, absolutely! It was like I couldn't just... believe like we pick up the next day and he's just jogging, like you know, just jogging a couple miles. I'm like, buddy, you just survived an explosion. You can you can take a like like a face. <laughs> like I mean, you were like point blank away from this bomb, dude. <laughs> what, what you're we, lucky you're not. We dead. take a day off, you know. <laughs> Put in the PTO or something. <laughs> absolutely, and uh, one of the things here too is like I mean, he's clearly very troubled by this whole thing, and um. Actually, he actually goes to visit um, the grave of the girl that that blew herself up, and um, it, we actually meet some. Um, uh, we we meet another person sitting here, and he's immediately floored when he sees her face. She's very cold to him when they first meet. Um, she's like, "I, I really," she's like, "I really want you to go. I don't want you to be here." And she basically um, says that. The girl that bl- that died in that explosion was my sister, because when she actually reveals her face, they look so much alike. Like they're, I, you know, for almost like for a second, he thinks she's still alive. Yeah, and of course, this is 
Kai, Key? I can't remember. Uh, K. K and yeah, I think they're Amemia. Uh, K. Um, yep. We'll call yeah. her K. Yeah, she's clearly wearing the same getup as the previous girl. Mm-hmm. Um, so instantly, I'm like, okay, she must be another bomb courier. And we find out more like of these like code names, like the the Red Riding Hoods. Because um, <clears throat> um, basically, we spend the next part of the, this this next part of the movie here is where kind of all the meat comes in. You start getting when uh, you start seeing a lot of the political backdoor dealings here you see this is where we kind of were introduced to the uh the public security force which is the other rival agency that really wants to take advantage of this situation they want to use this explosion and this lack of i guess this lack of a show of force from the capitol police to really just completely discredit the organization and they can like and they can make their power play to be in charge you know what i mean yeah, it's very similar to, like, when you see, like, you, you got, like, the cop on the TV show, like, the local cops, and then the FBI shows up, and there's cl- kind of, like, that rivalry. Um, yep. But this one's clearly, like, a lot more malicious. There's not much... There, There is no working together with these guys. They're all just striving for power. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And and you also get to see here um, that as, as the days go on, Fusei and Kay actually they kind of develop a little bit of a relationship. Yeah. What a um, weird, which is, what a weird relationship to have. You know, it's like, I just blew up. Yeah. Your, out your of the ashes of tragedy. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and she's like, at first she's very cold. And then she like, like they go on like a walk together and like, she instantly kind of opens up to him. Um, and, you, and she's you, like, I don't blame, she even says she doesn't blame him Yeah, because, but, but it's cool though. She says she doesn't blame him because she's like, well, you have the chance to shoot her, but you didn't. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well, I, okay, I can see that. I can see how somebody would be like, well, yes, you were there, but you didn't kill her. You actually you actually did the complete opposite of killing her when you clearly could have just gunned her down right there and avoided the whole thing, but you didn't. You know what I mean? Yeah, she says like, oh, you, you guys were both just doing your jobs. And it's like... And she's really mm-hmm. understanding, which actually kind of helps Fuse because he's he's kind of struggling mentally with all this. I mean, obviously you see like a a girl because like the the sect is using like women and children to be like their bomb couriers. Um, oh yeah, and it, it's definitely it's yeah. taking a toll on our on our protagonist here. Yep, because we see there's nights where he's sleeping in the barracks and he's got like he's having these like really weird like almost like fever dreams and he's waking up in a sweat. He, He's 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 not handling all this stuff that's going on very well, um, you know, seemingly. Um, but as things get to uh, as things start heating up, you're seeing meeting more meetings with the public security like heads, and they start kind of revealing what their plan is. And Cody, while um, we see in well, one of the guys gets back, especially a guy who's also he's also. Seems like he's playing both sides against the middle because he's been talking with uh, with Fuse here, um, but he's also part of the private, uh, the public security team. But we see when he gets back into his car, at girl Kay's in the back seat. Mm-hmm. But we find out here, dude, Kay is actually a fucking. She's working for this guy. Yeah, we're we're so, we're, we're crossing every all the lines here. Yeah, like. This sketchy guy who's yes. supposed to be Fusei's friend, but he's also part of the public security. 
and he's got mm-hmm. the girl in the back seat, and it's like, all right, like okay, <laughs> who's she? Who is she working for? Is she um, because you're like okay, well, if she's a bomb courier, is she maybe like you know like a stooge? Is she like an informant? Is she trying you know maybe she's distraught of her over her sister's death and yada yada yada. Well, Cody, fucking plot twist. So the public security has a so they 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 have this plan. Their plan is to basically set up Fusey to to get caught like in a bomb exchange, essentially, right? Like they want it to be where like he he is actually doing an exchange with K. Um, but Fusey is not a fucking idiot. He sees exactly what's happening, and well, he actually grabs K, just like takes her, uh, and they leave the scene. Yeah, because they're so, like. Uh... Like a zoo, like a museum, like I'm like an aquarium type situation. Yeah, here. It's like a, it almost reminds me of like an indoor building. Uh, I, I'm mm-hmm. speaking, of course, from the St. Louis Zoo. I don't know what any other zoo looks like, <laughs> um, but like yeah. an indoor building, like a zoo or like a museum, is what it like. It reminds me of, and like he takes out the. I'm trying to think of which one of the soldiers they are. Are they public security officers? Yes. Yeah. Th- this is all public security. Yeah. He. I mean, he makes quick work of these guys, and like. Oh yeah. Like you said, he's not a dumb guy, so he, he senses that there's this is just a bullshit setup. Takes out all mm-hmm. these dudes, grabs her, and they kind of make their escape for now. Yep, and they actually have this kind of heartwarming moment here, Cody, where um, she actually goes ahead and tells him that no, she's not her si- that she was not her sister at all. Um, she's just a you know she was just another a Red Riding Hood, which is the the code name given to these bomb couriers here. And she was like, they chose me because I looked so much like her. And I don't know, they kind of have this moment where, like, th- there's clearly, like, something budding from it. Because they have, they, you know, they share a kiss, and they I mean, it's a little passionate kiss, too. And they're, you know, like, they're seemingly, like, in this together. Yeah, it, it almost reminds me, <clears throat> uh, sort of like a, like a Romeo and Juliet kind of situation, like, kind of like mm-hmm. lover situation. Um, and I should mention just briefly... The whole time, like, like while all the, like when their friendship first started, we kind of got snippets oh. of like your little Red Riding Hood story. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of like the, I don't know if it's like a, uh, it's not like an overarching theme. Um, I don't, mm-hmm. I, I don't know like what the word would be that like correlates the two stories. Um, but it's clearly mm-hmm. like we we hear, you know, it's like, oh, and then she went to Grandma's house and like, oh, what big teeth you have? I don't, I don't really remember Little Red Riding Hood. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I, I, I you get the gist of it, and they <clears throat> they kind of constantly do that throughout in the background. Yep, and, and it's it, it's almost like it's building up to something. And Cody, well, we're you know again, this is going to be a quicker episode, but this we kind of we're coming down the home stretch here because um, uh, Fusei and Kay actually work their way back into the sewers, um, meet up with some of the people that are you know i guess part of this uh part of this movement here but we we also find out that like there's people that are, they're they're part of a, a a subsection of the capital police that are like in with the the sect and we also find out here dude that fusay is actually part of this group and k was like what the fuck she thought she was duping him. She was at, he was actually duping her this whole fucking time, dog. He was duping all of us, Chris. He had me fooled. I was like, wait, dude, 
Yeah, dude. Well, like, he's we, not we... part of the Capitol Police. He's he's part of this uh he's part of this group that's like defected from the Capitol Police and they're they want all this shit to be done. Yeah, the the Wolf Brigade. Hmm? Which I knew had to come into a play at some point, but I didn't think it would be our boy Fuse. because uh, mm-hmm. I thought <laughs> I don't know, I thought it was he was pretty sincere about, you know, the one girl blowing up in front of him, but like turns out he is he has quite the poker face. Like, granted, that still messed with him, but like, he could still, you know, he he hit the triple cross. You know, you can't Dude. double stamp a triple stamp. And oh, he just, did. He just fucking did. He sure did. And um, and uh, just before we go too far ahead of ourselves, I didn't even put two and two together of the Wolf Brigade and like the Big Bad Wolf and Little Riding Hood until oh yeah, well after I watched the movie, I was like, oh. The Wolf Brigade, Big Bet. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I see what yeah, they're, they're all I, like. I see what they're doing here. Cover. Yeah, yeah, and and I'm actually mistaken. It it's not. They're not part of the resistance. It's like a super deep cover group of the Capitol Police that has infiltrated the um, uh, the sect. So they're still. I mean, he's like he is like a deep. deep undercover. He's <laughs> like Serpico over here. <laughs> yeah, and and like he's. <laughs> in deeper than I can't. What's the the dude's name who's like who had uh, Kai in the back of her car? I can't. Remember. Oh fuck! Yeah, I cannot remember his like name. The, the, he, the he double like agent the... guy. Yeah, he's not even in deep as deep. <laughs> it sounds really no, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> I mean this in a good way, but he's not in as deep as Fuse is. Like in no, this whole not at all scheme of organizations. Um, Not at all. And we get to this point here where, like, Kay's just like, what the fuck is going on? And, like, they've basically lured the the public security down into the sewers after them. Well, they're going to come face to face with our man. Because, like, right now, like, Fuse is getting geared up in his fucking, in his armor. He's got his gun, his mask. And, like, Kay is still just like, what is happening yeah, she's almost like how the audience would feel when they're watching this. Yeah. Like, when you realize, like, wait. And then, like, you realize these guys that are, like, there meeting them in the sewers, they, they like, brought all of his, his Wolf Brigade armor, like, his kill zone armor, and, like... Yep. She is just, like, just... just jaw to the floor. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, she's pretty much just playing the audience at this point. Yep, and um, so and the reason the the private security or the public security can actually know where knows where there are, well, obviously that little that little bomb bag, that courier bag she was carrying, clearly has a tracking device in it. Um, so they're coming down thinking that they're going to find, you know, they're going to find Fusei and K, but instead, well, Cody, they find Fusei all right, and he is decked out, and he just proceeds to just just eliminate with extreme prejudice. Yes. Straight up, just blows all these fuckers away. Oh yeah, and they're trying to shoot him, and it's just bouncing off. Oh yeah, yeah he's, dude. Sh- he's shooting fifty bullets in the water and fifty bullets into them, and he like and bullets are just <laughs> ping zang right off of him. Dude. And then he's like takes he, like he, he's slowly reloading this giant like LMG like Gatling gun mm-hmm. he has, and it's like they can't do anything. Like the 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 one guy like kind of tries to make an escape. Um. I really can't remember that. I really the only name I remember from this whole thing is Fusei, to be honest. Um, but, but I mean, he is the main character. Um, but like the double agent dude, who was mm-hmm. like friends with Fusei, quote unquote. Um, 
he gets grazed by like one or two bullets, and he like he's hobbling through the sewers. But after Fuse kills all the others, he just walks him down like a predator, dude. And that's I guess that's kind of the whole, and that's the whole thing, right? Where it's like, okay, so the whole idea is like Fuse Fuse is actually a cold blooded piece of work, man. He is a he is a wolf, just disguised as a man. That's the whole idea. That's the whole. The whole grandma, what big teeth you got? That ain't your grandma, dog. That's a wolf. That is a predator. That is an alpha lupine predator, and that's uh, that is literally what Fusei is. Yeah, that that ain't that ain't your boyfriend, girl. That is that is not some is not somebody who feels bad about what's going on. He is he is a cold blooded trained killer. Yeah, wholehearted and like there is. <laughs> You know, I, I almost don't even know if the beginning part was real or if he was just bluffing the whole time. I don't know. Like, right? Like, it's he almost doesn't, like they're he doesn't even it. It's all blink. a means to an end. Yeah, he's not even blinking. No. He's not wincing. He's just, you're dead. All right, I got to reload. Here, you guys keep shooting at me. I'll just sit here and reload my 200-bullet belt and it back into this gun. All right, yep. you're, you're done. <laughs> um, yep, and, and, and now coming down to the final scene here, Cody, because he just he just just lays waste to his buddy um and now after this is over they're all um the 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 wolf brigade you know this deep cover group is now meeting back up in a junkyard and basically uh the leader is a uh, harada i think is his name hanada harada or Han- I, it's something like, it begins with an h but basically yeah. uh, and we yeah. actually we actually met him earlier and he kind of he kind of spilled the beans for the audience he was like yep you know well, this is a deep cover unit you know and I think mm-hmm. I want to say he's the leader of the Wolf He is. Yeah. Yes. Because and we see that very quickly because basically while they're here in this junkyard, he tells Fuse, he's like, Hey, you need to kill her. We we have we can't they think she's dead, but we cannot allow her to be recaptured by them and spill the beans on what's happening here. So he's just like Right, because they can use her as leverage. I mean, you know, you, yep. you've seen this in typical movies. Stuff like that. Oh yeah, but, he's like. But then, and uh, and we we actually see like, and not to interrupt you, but like we actually get to see oh, like yeah. there actually is you know like an actual emotional connection here a little bit. Like Fuse actually, mm-hmm. you know, I thought he was a human at first, and then he's just okay. Never mind, this was all a bluff. Mm-hmm. But then like you get to this kind of like, you know, Romeo and Juliet is a tragedy for a reason. Um, mm-hmm. Not that I mean this is mostly Little Red Riding Hood, but you know you you get what I'm saying like. Oh, yeah. K-, K or Kai has really like developed some some sort of feelings for Fuse, even though she's you know double crossed him and he hit her with. He the gave double, it right back to her. <laughs> gave her the old triple stamp on the double stamp and. <laughs> mm-hmm. No erases. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no anti Quincy's or whatever the hell they oh, say. Oh, that's right. Uh, I love some Dumb and Dumber. Um, but yeah, and like, and then she starts to, rather than like narrating, which I think she is the narrator. When when the little mm-hmm. red riding hood verses are just being played, mm-hmm. uh, but then she starts to kind of say them out loud, like, oh, like practically pleading for her life. You know what I mean? And <laughs> an odd way to plead for your life by reciting. Well, because the thing that her sister left was like the little red riding hood book, I believe, but it was like a mm-hmm. like the German version or something. Uh, yep. So that's why that factors in quite a bit. Yep. And, um, because she actually, when they first met, she actually gave that to him, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the quote, quote, sister, 
give it to him. Um, but yeah, so she's and he um, he doesn't want to do it at first, but uh, he eventually pulls the trigger, which is kind of cool because if you, you it kind of pans back after she her body slumps to the ground, um, it pans over to a Honda and I guess one of his lieutenants, and he's got a gun trained on her. So like they kind of thought that hey, if he doesn't do it, well, we'll just fucking do it from here. Like she was not leaving that junkyard alive no matter what. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely uh, yeah. She she was doomed. Um, and it almost makes me wonder: Would they have killed Fusa had he not done it? Would the Wolf Brigade have killed him too? See, and I I wondered. I was like, well, I wonder if Fusa was meant to not shoot the original girl. I was mm-hmm. like, was this all a big? You know, I was going down the rabbit hole. I was like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe, maybe an initiation because because at the end, the last thing he says is like, "Welcome to the Wolf Brigade" or something like that. Yeah, it's some some interesting dialogue between I want to say it's Honda and like a some other mm-hmm. guy who I don't know the name of, uh, who's not like prominently featured in the film or anything. But yeah, nah, it, he's it, just some guy you see a couple times. Yeah, it makes me kind of question the whole. Yeah, I mean it is kind of like rabbit holey, but like you know, was Fuste did Fuste mean to not shoot the one girl? Mm-hmm. No, he was gonna survive the explosion. You know. It's kind of a slippery slope, but like, I mean, that's I, I'm I'm intrigued for sure. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, and and that's that's it. That's where the movie ends. After he's like, "Welcome to the Whoop Brigade," he like flicks his cigarette and fade to black. Cody, movie's over. Yeah, like the old sergeant dude. Like he he brings up like the comparison of Little Red Riding Hood and like the triumph of the wolf, which like, yep. you know, like you could tell they were leading up to this, but like it, it's just a. Mm-hmm. It was neat, like the Little Red Riding Hood stuff. At first, I was kind of like, "Why am I getting this?" While, like, they're supposed to have they're they're developing like their friendship, him and Kai. Like, mm-hmm. I'd rather have more dialogue, but like then it it all kind of comes full circle with the whole Little Red Riding Hood thing. And overall, it's like an, an interesting way to, like, uh, like a comparison. Well, and it's kind of funny too. Like they really draw on that analogy because, um. Jinro, like Jinro, literally translates to man wolf. Really? Okay. See, I, I, yeah. I when I, when, maybe it's just me being, I don't know. Uh, like I thought Jinro was, and, and we're not fit. talking, and we're not talking werewolf. It doesn't mean werewolf, but it's just like man wolf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought Jinro was gonna be like the name of a character, and I'm like, waiting for Jinro. Mm-hmm. I'm an hour in, waiting for Wolf Brigade. I'm like, how does this name, <laughs> you know? Uh, mm-hmm. It took me so long to even go. Oh, Little Red Riding Hood, Wolf, Wolf Brigade, got it. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, that is that is Jinro the Wolf Brigade, man. I I really enjoyed it. It uh, it's, it's very much a d uh, a um, and it, it's it's relatively uh, acclaimed. I mean, I want to say it's got like a fifty five on Rotten Tomatoes, but like it actually won quite a few awards back in like ninety nine and two thousand. So, like it's. It's it's held in pretty high regard. Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes. You know, you can only trust them so far. Right? Uh, exactly. Because I've watched some really shitty, certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes films. Yeah. I tell you what. They don't know dick about <laughs> shit on some things. But some things they're right, and some things they're just couldn't be more wrong. Um, and I think this one definitely deserves a, a better score. But um no overall again I'm actually really glad we went back and watched this one I hadn't seen this one in probably ten or so years ten fifteen years 
Um, and I forgot how much I liked it. Um, I love that. De- and what I like about it, Cody, I love when anime can do that. Like, I don't always need fucking superpowers and, you know, ultimate techniques and fucking martial arts tournaments, you know, or demons, you know, just sometimes just give me like a good thriller. Just give me something where you've got like normal people, you know, kind of, you know, I want something grounded in reality. Um, not that I think this holds a candle to, you know, something like uh promised Neverland that we saw last week, but you know, Sometimes I want something grounded in reality. I want them to tell me just a really deep, you know, kind of realistic story. Um, And I think this delivers on all of those fronts. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Um, But Chris, it's time to throw this thing on the rankings. Yeah, so rankings, rankings, rankings. I was having a tough time, but I think... I think I know where I want to put it. Mm-hmm. Right. I think I'm going to put this one... If you need me to read think... yours off, I can... I can... Yeah, would you? Because it's going to go around where 8-Man After is. Maybe okay. a little bit higher than that. I'm going to go quick. Top of the list. Huh? Bloodlust. Metropolis. Grave of the Fireflies. My Hero Rising. Heroes Rising. Mm-hmm. Uh, knocking on Heaven's Door. My Neighbor Totoro. Uh, My Hero Two Heroes. Ponyo, Vampire Hunter D, Eight Man After, Demon City, Afro, Seven Deadly Sins, Shit in the Sky. Uh, put this one over top of Ponyo. Over top of Ponyo, so it would be the new number eight on your list, just below My Hero. Uh, my Hero Two. And I'm actually gonna Great put it. For it. I'm gonna put it below My Lowest My Hero hmm? movie, which obviously we like the My Hero movies in opposite order. So I'm gonna put it. Above Afro Samurai Resurrection and below My oh. Hero, Heroes Rising. Um, overall, I do enjoy the movie. It's just, unfortunately, we're like even now when I'm looking at my top ten list, like the top ten are just really, really good. Bears. And I, I, I could definitely move some stuff around for sure. Like I think Metropolis probably deserves to be a little bit higher on my list. Um, and I keep, oh. I've mentioned that before. Um, yeah, it's gonna, it'll be that. Technically, the new number 10, which sounds bad, but, I mean, there's, well, a, definitely there, isn't. there's a distinct gap between this and Afro Samurai Resurrection. Um, Absolutely. You could land a fucking jumbo jet between <laughs> the gap there. Yeah. And I know I'm a little harsher on Vampire Hunter D, um, mm-hmm. but this definitely doesn't surpass Vampire Hunter D blood, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. But no, absolutely. Uh, and- even with it being number 10 on my list, like, I... I I could still go back and watch this film. It's still on my watch list. I'll definitely check it out again. Um, because, and I, you know, if, depending on how much of this entire, you know, Cerberus, uh, like, universe or franchise, however mm-hmm. much of it is animated, I'd love to check out more of it, you know, on future mm-hmm. polls, if we can, if, if it's available, you know, like, if it's on Amazon Prime or, you know, mm-hmm. Netflix or wherever it may be. I'd love to check out more of this universe just to kind of understand Same. more about it because like it opened up very top heavy with mm-hmm. like the narration with like the narrator speech at the beginning, but it didn't seem like much of that really mattered other than there's, Oh, shitty government anarchy. All right. I'm in, you know, mm-hmm. you, you got me. I'm, I'm already here for it. Exactly. So, um, but like some I, more context in this case would be absolutely nice. Yeah. I definitely want more context. I don't want next, 
hopefully the next one doesn't have like the nursery rhyme. Like it's oh, absolutely the, the comparisons were cool when when like when you see the full the full thing mm-hmm. you understand it all. Um, but yeah, I, de- I definitely want to know more about this this alternate 1950s world. Um, very cool. Well, watch out, because Cody, the sequel, Humpty Dumpty, the Egg Brigade, is coming in hot. <laughs> yeah, and actually, this got a... Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, have you mm-hmm. seen this live action on Netflix? Or no? I have not, actually. Okay, I'm actually I... really excited. I have not I... watched it yet. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be talking while I'm, while I'm scrolling here. Uh, but I believe mm-hmm. it's actually a Korean live action. Very um, interesting. Korean. I'm listening. Yeah, South Korean live-action remake titled Ilang. Probably butchering that name, but it's okay. The Wolf Brigade. Mm-hmm. Um, directed by a guy I'm going to butcher his name, so I'm not going to even bother. Um, mm-hmm. Updates the setting from Japan to a dystopian South Korea where the plot revolves around plans to unite the two Koreas. This, of course, Very interesting. This was released July fifteenth, two thousand eighteen. Which, of course, we'll go over the tale of the tape next week. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's going. On, it's almost on its third anniversary. Um, but yeah, Ilang nice. the Wolf Brigade, How fitting. and that's the one that's available on Netflix right now. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm interested. I uh, yeah. I'm all, I think this is a film that could actually like. I know I, I looking at like the numbers it made it didn't you know didn't make a killing but. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something I think that's a lot more feasible to do rather than, like, you know, an attack on Titan live action. Like, this is... Yes. You just got to make some suits of armor, like, and have some, some guns, you know? It's it's nothing, like, crazy CGI or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit more... Sometimes it's a little... You know, you need something a little grounded in reality. Yeah. yeah. yeah I'm very curious about this. Absolutely. So, of course, we're going to be covering that next week. Um... And it'll be fun to, you know, kind of compare and contrast between the two um, mm-hmm. before we, you know, go down shit shit lane to uh, Seven Deadly Sins. But <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, any, any, one more week, anything that gives me another reprieve before I have to dive back into that shit. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to it because, I mean, we haven't covered a live-action film since the Death Note movie. So like, yeah, I want to say that is straight up the last one we've done. I think that's the only, the only yeah, one that's we've the only done. one we've ever done. So we'll have a... I don't even have a notepad for that ranking on on my computer, but I'll have to make one for the live action films. But uh, oh yeah, now for... we now that we've got a, a second one, we can actually have a pecking order now. That's right. Uh, so yeah, if you guys want to follow along with us, of course, check out Illang the Wolf Brigade on uh, on Netflix. And of course, if you want to watch Dinro, it's it's on Amazon Prime, but it's like mm. they moved it from Prime to IMDb, so like you got to watch ads every. 10 minutes or something, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, it's not a big deal, but that's gives you plenty of time to go fix a drink because they give you like a good hundred seconds worth of ads. Oh, dude. Yeah. God, I, I got up to like, I could like piss. I could make a sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Move my laundry from the washer to the dryer. Like you've got time in the ad. Yeah, it's like add one of six. I'm like, hello. <laughs> it's like, right, well, I'm going to make a drink. Let me make sure I didn't like deactivate my Amazon Prime account. I'm like, oh, they, just, right. they moved it to a different thing. Well, either way, at least it's still free. It's you know still free. It's like when you have the Hulu Absolutely. Hulu with ads. You know, it's still exactly. Hulu. It's just you got to suffer a little bit there. Um, but no, it. Uh, I I really enjoyed General of the Wolf Brigade, and I'm looking forward to Elang 
the Wolf Brigade. I don't. Him too. This will be a new experience for me. Yeah. So, if you guys want to follow along with us? Of course, that's going to be on Netflix. And Chris, I am. Uh, I am spent. These. Uh, this American honey is flowing. I am feeling good. Anything else before You're... before we wrap up today? Do you got any uh, any closing closing thoughts? Anything you want to? No, I am good. I'm gonna let you uh, ingest that American honey, and uh, you know, let you build up that super strength so you can go ahead and move the rest of your stuff and get all that shit done, man. Yeah, I think the boys are on their way back, so I, I won't have to drive. So <laughs> love that, love that, love that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, thanks once again, guys. Thank you for listening. We had like a crazy amount of downloads, like the last couple days i think we had like another 100 downloads or something just something oh, shit that's awesome man i'm crazy we're almost or not not 100 i'm sorry I, i'm i'm you know i'm talking i'm talking with the american honey here <laughs> that's the honey talking but we're almost to 1100 downloads now so we guys that's awesome we really appreciate it i mean i wanted to hit a thousand just as like a just like a little milestone for a year and yeah. we're, we're crushing that and we just appreciate you guys downloading listening all all that all that good stuff and of course once we get done with Seven Deadly Sins, we'll have a new poll up for... Do we want to do a movie after Seven Deadly Sins? Um, I mean, I don't know. We, we got... The, the the world is our oyster. We, we got either... Because um... we got a couple things. We got Illang will be 50. Seven Deadly Sins oh. Part 1 will be 51. And then we'll do our year kind of recap. Just kind of shoot the shit. Mess around with our mm-hmm. list. Talk about, you know, the last year. Um, yeah. And then, of course... 53 will be Seven Deadly Sins Part 2, so we'll probably do a movie for 54. So I'm, we'll... I'm fine with I'm fine with diving right back into a movie. Yeah, yeah, we'll do. We'll just well, hopefully the Seven Deadly Sins movie isn't out by then. Oh God, no, please! I can wait a lifetime before that comes out. Uh, yes, yeah, me if too. You, if you guys want to keep up with our polls and vote and decide what we watch next, or if you have any suggestions, you guys can always leave a comment, tweet at us, message us anywhere. Where all our DMs are open. Uh, I'm always looking for a suggestion because um, had uh had somebody not suggested uh, Promise Neverland, I'd have just kept on going. I'd have never even given that shit another thought. Absolutely. So like the you guys that message us on Facebook and Twitter, uh, it really mean like it means the world to us. <laughs> to be fair, because yeah. otherwise we're just gonna keep nominating the shows that we we're gonna nominate Jinro until we <laughs> got nominated. Yeah, I'm, until... I'm gonna I'm gonna nominate what I know. I mean honestly. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, any any suggestions you guys have, you can send those to Shonen Insights at, on Twitter and on Facebook. Just search us up; you'll find us uh, standing over a mighty tower of four locos. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, guys. Good day. Great day. Uh, <laughs> that's all I got. I am Cody Snodgrass. And once again, I am Chris Adams. And if I learned anything today from Cody, it's that the honey talks and bullshit walks. <laughs>